we need to prioritize our ability to not just generate new technology, but to actually execute and manufacture that technology. If another country owns the ability, they own the capacity, capability of manufacturing, they own the gateway to innovation. It doesn't matter how good of an idea is if we can't execute on it ourselves. Welcome to the Startup Defense. I'm your host, Callie Keen. Today, I want to talk about Internet of Things, which has revolutionized the way that we interact with our environment. It has enabled seamless communication between devices. It's transformed industries. I want to get into how it's worked with home automation, how it's worked with industrial IoT or Industry 4.0. It's become a driving force behind today's technological advancements. We're seeing lots of new tech coming out layered with data and AI and sensors. But what I really want to do is I want to direct this conversation to this emerging subset of IoT, the Internet of Military Things. I also see this referred to as the Internet of the Battlefield or Battlefield IoT. But this is poised to revolutionize the defense industry. We can offer increased efficiency, situational awareness. We can have massive strategic advantages. I want to run through the parallels that I see between IOMT and consumer IoT and industrial IoT. I want to talk about the challenges that are faced with IoT adoption and cybersecurity constraints and supply chain issues that we have to overcome to really implement what is normal in the commercial technology sector into defense. This is a great example of the purpose of this podcast. In our everyday lives, we see things that are normal, that are almost invisible to us. But then when we go over to these massively high value situations, there's large barriers to entry. We saw this happen with drones where Little kids were flying drones and you could just buy them off of the internet that were significantly easier to use or advance than what was easily available by our people in the field. Let's draw some parallels between consumer IoT and industrial IoT just set the stage. The internet of military things brings the benefits of IoT in the realm of defense. We're able to leverage interconnected devices and systems to enhance military operations. Similar to consumer IoT, we connect devices and sensors to monitor and analyze and control various aspects of that environment. In home automation applications, IoT devices such as smart thermostats, lighting systems, security cameras can be controlled remotely and programmed for optimal performance. The Internet of Military Things extends this concept to military assets, allowing for real-time monitoring and management of equipment, logistics, communication systems. The parallels between Internet of Military Things and Industrial Internet of Things are even more pronounced. IIoT technologies in Industry 4.0 enable enhanced automation, predictive maintenance, and data-driven decision-making and manufacturing. We use it here today at KForm, I can look at load monitoring on equipment. I can look at scheduled maintenance that needs to occur. I can look at the health of many of the pieces and equipment that we have in place. Internet of IOMT applies these same principles to military operations, utilizing advanced sensors, data analytics, and artificial intelligence to optimize logistics, maintenance, battlefield strategies. 
very interesting to see what can easily be done using hobbyist level sensors and cameras and SDRs and systems that you can buy even from Arduino and prototyping out new capabilities that five years ago, 10 years ago would be millions and millions of dollars, be incredibly difficult, but we can prototype those in days or weeks instead of months or years, and we can deploy them and try them. But there's massive challenges to actually doing that kind of rapid innovation and applying it to the military setting. I mean, to be honest, IoT in general, just commercial IoT, face a lot of challenges in applying it. And you're just now seeing a invisible high level of adoption in the commercial market. It's faced a lot of challenges. If we understand the challenges that commercial IoT has overcome or is overcoming, we can provide valuable insights into how these obstacles could be overcome for IOMT. Some of these challenges to commercial adoption, privacy concerns, lack of interoperability, slow infrastructure development, cost, perceived value, the integration of IoT devices in existing systems and the need for skilled professionals to manage these complex networks have posed significant challenges. We already had a friend of mine, Tim Shimbara, on to talk about MT Connect, which integrates multiple industrial pieces together to have them cross-communicate and to build these networks. There is no real similar interconnected system that is available for the military to let all of these assets then communicate on one language. And so you see those challenges that we have in industry, they are multiplied by a significant factor when talking about rare or even bespoke appliances and pieces of infrastructure that we would have in military applications. With the proliferation of connected devices, data privacy has become a significant concern for consumers and businesses. Ensuring the security of personal and sensitive equipment is paramount. And IoT devices can sometimes make these concerns much worse because they can be inherently very vulnerable. Lack of interoperability. Many IoT devices use proprietary communication protocols, making it difficult for devices from different manufacturers to work together seamlessly. This is changing the market with platforms like Matter, but the lack of interoperability can hinder the adoption and really the full realization of what these things can do. If you're all on the Google platform and then you want the Apple Home Kit or you want this Samsung thing, they don't always play nice with each other. And you can imagine pretty similar for any industrial IoT application as well. And the cost to go in and implement these IoT technologies can be expensive, particularly for regular consumers, the average consumer, and definitely for small businesses with limited budgets. As a manufacturer, I'd love to come in here and have a completely smart facility with automation and sensors and AI and all those wonderful things. But we have a stack of other issues and requirements that we need to meet first. So when you look at this cost, it has to be put into perspective of the problem that it solves and if we can afford to implement it. It's not really about going and buying a $100 sensor or buying a thousand or ten thousand dollar piece of software it's about the downtime it's about the learning curve it's about what are we actually trying to do you look at the cost of the device sure but the network infrastructure the ongoing maintenance 
all of these things can create a barrier for potential adopters. Then you look at perceived value for IoT adoption to be successful. Businesses have to understand the value that it's actually going to bring. Yeah, I could create a button where I could turn all my lights off in our facility. That would be interesting, but is that actually going to drive any kind of business value? I don't know. The answer is probably not, but I need to have a clear understanding of potential benefits. And a lot of organizations, when you combine these things together, they're going to be reluctant to invest in IoT solutions. So it's taken five years, 10 years, 15 years from the promise of IoT transforming the world to where a lot of people have a smart lock or a Nest or some other piece of IoT infrastructure in their home, and they don't really think a whole lot about it. They don't think of it under this umbrella of Internet of Things. It's just how things work now. And the implications for the military are pretty extreme. So the military faces the same challenges as commercial IoT adoption, but there's a significantly higher resistance and there's significantly more risk. The stakes are much higher in the military domain where issues such as data privacy, interoperability, and cost can directly impact national security and the safety of military personnel. Data privacy concerns are ridiculously more critical in the military context, where sensitive information and operational intelligence must be protected at all costs. The Internet of Military Things must provide robust cybersecurity measures to ensure that sensitive data remains secure and confidential. Interoperability is also a crucial consideration for the IOMT, as military systems must seamlessly work together across different branches, agencies, and even allied forces. Developing standardized communication protocols and fostering collaboration between different stakeholders can help address this challenge. But as technology is developed, it has to be developed with interoperability in mind. And we're just starting to see that promise come through in new military devices. Cost remains a significant factor, particularly as military budgets face increasing constraints and criticism. The military must weigh the costs and benefits of implementing IOMT technologies and prioritize investments that offer the greatest strategic advantage. We also need to identify where IOMT actually will save significant portions of budget versus just expanding capability or capacity. It should dramatically create cost savings where the ROI is extremely clear in implementation. Perceived value is particularly relevant in the military context, where decision makers, leaders, people that are funding through these innovation programs or releasing grants and different scopes on various programs and platforms, they need to be convinced of the potential benefits of IOMT solutions before committing resources. These programs aren't just going to spin up because the technology is interesting or different or new. Demonstrating the value of Internet of Military Things technology through pilot projects and real-world use cases can help build support for further adoption. We have to create new technologies and show how this has already been solved in the commercial world. We need to create the robust military application of this product, and we need to be able to demonstrate that it very clearly works. We don't have to go back to the drawing board and create things from scratch that have never existed ever before. In many cases, exactly what we need already exists in an 80 or 90% solution in the commercial world.
there's already intellectual property that's been created. We just need to create a tech transfer pipeline that then takes the best of breed ideas from these bright minds that are running viable businesses. We need to be able to then apply this to high value problems. One of the biggest issues that I see in adopting a data-centered field, holistic military IoT ecosystem is the evolving constraints for cybersecurity. Similar to just commercial IoT, IOMT faces real cybersecurity issues. As military systems become increasingly interconnected, the potential attack surface grows, exposing vulnerabilities that adversaries can exploit. Ensuring the confidentiality, integrity, and availability of sensitive military data is paramount. I don't want to go deep into electronic warfare and different technical surveillance countermeasures. As we produce more signal, as we produce more data, everything that we generate creates a potential to exploit. We'll be bringing on experts specifically in EW and cybersecurity and other areas of ensuring safety around these devices because this is so pertinent to the conversations that we have on the startup disaster. Developing robust security protocols and implementing advanced encryption methods is essential but baseline. It's understood. The DoD has introduced CMMC and a number of other standards to help improve cybersecurity practices across the defense industrial base, but the CMMC framework isn't fully comprehensive enough to cover what I see in the trends with Internet of Things and Internet of Battlefield Things and Internet of Military Things and Internet of Space Things. These standards that are built for industry will then have to evolve and then spread across where we actually acquire data, how we realistically transport data, and how we store the data in a non-commercial sense. If you're an innovative startup working on new AI models of digesting and transforming data, if you have new technologies and sensors for acquiring that data, and you come into the defense industry, you're going to be met with a lot of requirements that are not particularly common or that you may not have ever even heard of in your commercial work. So as the integration of commercial technology, innovative startups work, increases, we're going to need to see the adoption and support from DOD and from any federal group. We're going to need to see them bring up that capability to inform companies, this is what we need. This is how to do this. This is what's helpful. If you want to do X for us, here is a framework. Here is an assessment. Here are the tools to help you secure what you're doing, to help meet these standards instead of potentially rejecting innovation because it doesn't fit the requirements that we have and should have for cyber. Another good example of these requirements is seen in the supply chain. Supply chain security is a significant concern for IOMT. As military systems rely on components and software sourced from various suppliers, the risk of inter reducing vulnerabilities increases. Ensuring a secure and trusted supply chain is crucial to maintaining the integrity of military IoT systems and preventing unauthorized access or tampering. The growing need for manufacturing 
defense electronics domestically from chips to complete systems highlights the importance of a secure and reliable supply chain. Domestic production can help mitigate the risks associated with foreign suppliers and enhance the security of critical components. U.S. manufacturing has an urgent need to develop the capability and produce advanced defense electronics in order to minimize the reliance on external forces and protect sensitive technologies from potential adversaries. We have to be able to make these things ourselves. The administration has deployed tremendous amounts of capital to get domestic manufacturing going. As part of the effort investing in domestic manufacturing infrastructure, workforce training and research and development will be critical. Encouraging public-private partnerships and fostering collaboration between defense contractors, technology startups, government agencies can drive innovation and ensure the availability of cutting-edge components for IOMT. I am passionate about this intersection. That's what this show is about. This is what KFARM does. There are massive opportunities for exploring this intersection right now. If we as innovators and as an industry want to overcome the challenges that are faced by IOMT in cybersecurity, supply chain, and adoption, we have to create a comprehensive and proactive approach. We can't just complain that people don't want our products. We need some strategies for overcoming these challenges. Collectively, the government, the innovation world of startups, and industry need to be developing a risk-based approach to cybersecurity, focusing on identifying and protecting the most critical assets and implementing layered security measures, understanding how this can be done and how those standards can be applied to new technology. The government needs to be collaborating with industry to establish best practices, and then they need to be applied consistently across the defense sector. We need to invest in research and development to create innovative solutions. For securing and implementing IOMT, we need to go back to the investment that occurred in Silicon Valley decades and decades ago, where the U.S. government saw the need for computing and then brought in academia, brought in industry, and brought in the needs and said, we need this thing. They provided the challenge. They provided the funding. And then the best and brightest people in the world applied at solving those challenges. We need to encourage domestic manufacturing of defense electronics by providing incentives, funding, and support for infrastructure development, workforce training, technology innovation. We need to apply standards to make sure that things are made in America. I know that there's trade restrictions, but if you look at the board, if you look at connectors, if you look at different pieces, they cannot or are not made in the U.S. We need to prioritize our ability to not just generate new technology, but to actually execute and manufacture that technology. If another country owns the ability, they own the capacity, capability of manufacturing, they own the gateway to innovation. It doesn't matter how good of an idea it is if we can't execute on it ourselves. When this concept is applied to Internet of Military things, it is a existential constraint. And again, this might be reiterative, but we need to promote collaboration between government agencies, defense contractors, and tech startups. We need to foster a robust ecosystem for development, deployment, and maintenance of secure systems. The Internet of Military Things holds 
an incredible promise for the future of defense innovation. It offers increased efficiency, strategic advantages, new capabilities, new capacity, and drawing from the experience of consumer IoT and industrial IoT, the Internet of Military Things can leapfrog current technology, things that are implemented in the field right now. But that massive action faces similar challenges like cybersecurity, supply chain issues. Why do I actually want this? Why do I want to make this investment? Why do I want to disrupt what I'm already doing? And for us to take full advantage of this opportunity, we need to understand the problem. We need to understand what the best practices are. We need to have an investment pipeline. And we can see new advanced capabilities coming out at disruptively low costs. The concerted effort of government, industry, and academia will be crucial in overcoming these challenges. KFORM works with a number of startups. We work with a number of these programs, these innovation challenges to help bring this together because you see a lot of these innovation challenges, they combine academia and they are already sponsored by government agencies such as the Department of Energy or different innovation wings of the Navy, the Air Force, the Army, et cetera. If we as industry, the defense industrial base can get involved with these programs, then we can help bridge that gap between fantastic new idea or commercial technology and its need to be applied on a national level, whether that's securing our energy through the Department of Energy, or it's bringing new, disruptively inexpensive and capable technology to mission systems. So as we continue to advance in the IoT world, I believe that the military sector will undoubtedly become a significant player and that IoT and the interconnectedness of everything will start to shape what we see as the capabilities of our armed forces and the modern war fighters. What do you think about IoT and IOMT? I talked to a number of people right before recording this episode, and I realized that the majority of people that I spoke to, they don't even consider IoT a thing. As I mentioned in the episode, it's invisible to them. They don't think of their phone as an IoT device. They don't think of their Nest system as an IoT device. They don't think about their lighting system or anything. It just becomes a new part of how this thing works. And great innovation and great change is like that. It is not so much disruptive as it becomes invisible. It becomes the nature and state of things. So from that perspective, how can we take technology that just works and how can we apply it to the most crucial challenges that we face as a civilization and as a nation together? How can we make things that just function, and then apply that to the biggest needs and the biggest problems on Earth. This is the Startup Defense, and I'm Callie Keen, and I'll see you on the next episode.